Hello and welcome back to the PTP podcast, episode 73. Your man, Lewis Horsley, is back after last week. Obviously, it was just Pete. I apologise for that for all the listeners as well, because <laughs> I, I can imagine how difficult that was. But we're back and it is unprecedented times here in the UK. So if you're listening to this, you probably it was probably last week in podcast land. But today, as of recording this, for the, for the viewers, you can see, obviously, I've got no top on. I've got a nice... I've Sorry, got a nice, guys, about that. I've got an ice pack and hang on, hang on, just put my ice pack down on my neck. And I've got a bowl of frozen fruit. And you might be wondering why that is. Well, I'm just going to let you know that today makes history. It is the first time in the UK. The UK is soft. <laughs> it's the first time in the UK ever that it's above 40 degrees. It's in Newcastle where we are, it's 35 degrees, but still, I'm, I'm Almost, I can almost bet my life that is the hottest day ever recorded in Newcastle. And my my ice is melting on my table, so I'm going to have to clean that up after. But long story short, what I'm trying to say is that it's really hot. And the funny thing is, if you're listening to this, or viewing this, if you have the displeasure of viewing Lewis sat there, mate, he's deep throating a nice lolly. <laughs> Honestly, you've never seen someone take, what? sorry, what ice lolly is that? Is it oh, a fruit pasta? Is it a twister? Mm. A cheap twister. It's a snarry yeah. twister, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not, uh, he hasn't forked out the proper money for a, a trademark twister. He's got no. a cheap twister. That's why I'm a little confused. It, the colors are off. I'm sure it tastes the same, but the colors are different. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I can't tell because I'm colorblind. You are colorblind. We've had, we've had that before, haven't we? There's exactly. a long podcast on that. That was way back when, wasn't it? Yeah, so I've, fin- I've finished my ice, sorry. I'm new- now moving on to the frozen fruit. Right. While, while he eats his uh, frozen fruit, I think he's trying to get across the point that it's hot. And uh, The listeners, this would have already happened last week, so they'll be able to sympathise. Yeah, but, you know, I live in Tenerife, and it's like this every day, just about. And I've been telling Pete, he lives I've in got a place no where sense. air condensed, and the walls are paper thin. They're not paper thin though, they're, they're it's proper building over here. They just hoy it up, bit of metal, bit of stone. Who was building doing... your house with stone and metal? What is the other building it? Well, builders. Proper builders, Spanish builders, manana and all that. Manana, <laughs> that's that's the, the phrase over here. Well, Spanish get a bit of a bad rep, don't they, for being like I'll do it. Oh boys. Manana <laughs> is tomorrow in, in Spanish. Very educational podcast. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's hot all the time, but I don't like sort of cry. Like, Lewis yeah, you do. You it. send me a photo every single week. We tell me it's these are Pete's words, redders. <laughs> it's actually like 22 degrees. It's definitely more than 22, I'll tell you that. Occasionally, I'll send him a picture and it'll be like six, seven at night and it'll say 30 degrees. Well, there's that. So, um, five, yeah. yeah. No, I bet it isn't at that, that temperature at night. It'll drop by then. 37 at night. Someone on Twitter the other day, I was scrolling through my Twitter and did put like the Apple weather. Oh, yeah. There is other weather providers out there. But they'd put a screenshot of Newcastle and they'd put a screenshot of Tenerife, right? And I don't know where they got the Tenerife weather from because they were trying to stay like the top temperatures in Tenerife were 18, 17, 16. Exactly. Right? This is what I mean. I don't know Pete where the tells hell... me it's hot every day in Tenerife. You've got above 18 degrees. Are you joking? 
And then they'd put the Newcastle one saying it was like 30-ish or something. And I just think, like, where are you getting that weather from? Like, in someone's freezer? Because it, <laughs> if you go out the front door, my front door is definitely not 18 degrees. But, yeah, I mean, last week I actually enjoyed it because I didn't have to sort of listen to Lewis and go on about his whatnot oh, weather. Wind <laughs> there you go. Great freeze now. But, yeah, it was, you got a bit of stick last week, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Do you remember the other week you said that you were back in uh, no more holidays? And then I was saying you're off to bloody Mallorca and Ibiza. Well, this is what happens, Pete. So we're trying to get across to everyone that if you become a successful PT, you can have balance. You don't need to just be in the gym all the time. You can have three, four holidays a year and earn reputable living. Are the right term? Yeah. Got a good. Reputable to live in. <laughs> I mean, let's just say the heat's causing Lewis to struggle with words. No, I, no, I'm a preacher of the taking time away. And I, I think I did actually mention that on last week's podcast about mm. burnout. And I was definitely guilty of not taking the time off or holiday like you. You don't have to take that many holidays, but having a break away and some holidays is good. I mean, you, you're away all the time, aren't you, really? I am. I am. Well, anyway, on that note, Long story short, it's really hot in England. And Pete, he doesn't understand he's in Tenerife. He sees temperatures of 21 degrees and he thinks this red is. But obviously for us in the, in the <laughs> yeah. UK, we, yeah, we, we can't handle that. But anyway, that being said, I've finished my frozen fruit. I've finished my lolly. I've got my ice pack on my feet and I've got my fan going. So I'm doing everything I can. I've got the blind shut as well so the sun doesn't come in. Got my top off. Like, I'm, I'm literally, I, I don't know what else I can do. I hope you're staying hydrated. And I'm st- staying hydrated with the what bottle? I don't, yeah. I don't know what it said, sorry. <laughs> uh, you actually got a bit of stick on that last week. Actually, Why? I think, if I remember correctly. I was just, I mean, it's just when you're not around, it's so easy, like, just to give it to you in terms of stick. Like, I think Iron Man got it. Oh, it was because you were away with Jimmy. And obviously mm. he's a... Fellow Iron Man, <laughs> Iron Man friend. So, yeah, just the two of you. And I, I was just sort of saying, I bet the two of you sat on the beach or around the pool just reminiscing that it's a year ago today that we were struggling around the Iron Man course in Baltimore. Yeah, we yeah well, we did do just that. Yeah, so I just thought you'd just be sat there just reminiscing about Iron Man and just the struggles and the pain. Well, yeah, yeah, I was just taking the piss, really. Well, today's topic is all around how to sell personal training on the gym floor, okay? I know that's quite similar to what we've done before, but we're going to do it from a little bit of a different angle. But first off, Pete, do you have any of your horrific dad jokes? Well, funny you should mention that. It's almost like this is set up, but I actually have one ready, waiting for you. And the listeners. So yeah, so basically there was some archaeologists working away, beavering away in Egypt when they discovered a new tomb. In there was a mummy, but this mummy was covered in chocolates and nuts. But archaeologists believe it may be Ferrero. I can't even say I've messed it up. You've just completely ruined it. You've just completely ruined it. You can cut that though, can't we? You can definitely cut that out. I'm going to, on purpose, not cut that out so all the listeners and viewers 
can see how bad your jokes are. Well, I just, I got too excited. Didn't I? <laughs> That's the worst <laughs> thing you do. Tell a joke, but start laughing and then not be able to actually tell the joke. Yeah, I couldn't get Pharaoh out. <laughs> He's so disappointed because Pete lives for these jokes. I'm, I'm absolutely good. I have got a little to redeem myself. Go on then. I do have a little, what would you call it? Sort of riddle, sort of get your, your head thinking, using its uh, brain matter. So, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready as I'll ever be. Right. Just make sure you've got your A game. You've I've got my A Turn your, uh, got your ears on, yep. your brains. Give it a little kick. What occurs once in a minute, twice in a moment, and never in 1,000 years? Just silence, right? Once in a minute, mm-hmm. twice in a moment. But never in a 1,000 years. You thinking. Me getting a dad joke, right? I know it's the weather environment's probably not helping you, Britain. It's affecting me, yeah. It's affecting me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't normally get this straight away. I'm not sure you're going to. Anyone is a regular listener, they realize that you never seem to get them. Especially, yeah, I do. Yes, I do. I do. So, the horse, that cowboy that rode in. My, <laughs> my conversion rates maybe like 25. Into the tower. I don't know. You're going to have to tell me. <laughs> so, what occurs once in a minute, twice in a moment, but never. In one thousand years, the letter M. The letter what? M. So there's one M in minute, two in moment, but none in one thousand years. Well, there you go. Wow. <laughs> I wonder how many of the listeners actually got that. I bet. Well, I mean, they're probably a lot smarter than you. So easily. I mean, they're probably a lot. They might, they might be smarter. Listen to this. But I'll tell you yeah, one thing, which, there's one thing which we can give advice on. Dad jokes. And PT, Pete, it's, Pete, it's personal training. It's not German, German economy, is it? It's an, it not is German economy. It is the German period history economy. Anyway. And well, Spanish, a bit of Spanish. And a bit of Spanish. Figured that out earlier, man, yeah. And the, in the, in the, Also means know, the, more in it. Yeah, the infrastructure of Tenerife. Well, how, how the houses are built. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to, as I said, segue on to how to sell PT on the gym floor. You've probably Googled this, or you might have searched this into the podcast app. You put it into YouTube, or you've put it into somewhere, because I know I have in the past as well. But if you're a regular listener, you will know that we are not a fan of selling directly on the gym floor. It's, I'd say it's almost, we call it indirect selling. We want you to go along the conveyor belt system first, which is a proven strategy, which me and Pete have almost not made up, but we've almost designed so that you can get reliable, consistent clients on the gym floor. So if someone's typing this in, Pete, into a podcast, into Google, YouTube, whatever, where do you think they're going wrong mainly? If someone's just putting how to sell PT on the gym floor? Well, straight away, they're looking at it the wrong way. It's simply because... Like we said, it's that sort of hard sell, whether you're a, when you go on holiday, Lewis will know about this. If you go, you've gone out for a lovely evening stroll, want somewhere to eat your dinner. And there's, especially in the tourist area, there's a lot of, of cafes or restaurants that have a PR and that's someone that obviously is there. Their job is to get people in there, bums on seats. And you don't know much about the, the the restaurant, you don't know much about the person, but they're straight on you. Come in here, come for a drink, come for a meal. It's great. We do paella, we do steak, we do pizza, whatever. 
and you just like, you put off straight away, you, your walls go up. And even though you're probably out for a meal and you're hungry, you're probably like, uh, no, I'm all right, mate. I've had my dinner. And so you put your walls up, you get your barriers up because it's that hard sell. It's the same with the car salesman approach it puts people off. So straight away from our experience, when we were, were on the commercial gym floor, we probably made this mistake, didn't we? We would have especially looked this up to how to sell PT on the gym floor, but then use that approach and whether you were doing induction, whether you were just on the gym floor and you, you approach someone and hopefully you've said hello and then you've, but then you've probably gone in with interest in PT because I'm one of the PTs, he's a business card. My sessions are 35 pounds per hour. Are you interested? And straight away that person's like, what? I'm, I'm just working out. I didn't give you any indication. I was looking for a PT and straight away, same as the PR on holiday, your walls go up. No, no, I'm all right. Thanks. So it's, it's too much of a hard sell. You haven't sort of given them any value. You haven't given them, introduced yourselves, lowered their barriers by just having chit chat, by giving them some value, giving them some sort of help, offering yourself for free, not asking for anything in return. You've not done any of that. So you're going to have a very slim conversion rate by going in hard early. So that's probably the, the biggest mistake is that why should that person come to you when you're just desperate to get them to part with their money and you haven't told them why that would benefit them, who you even are, why they need BT. You haven't filled in any of those blanks, joined up the dots that someone would go, wow. This person's giving me a lot of free value, giving me a lot of help. I can see the benefit of the stuff they've given me. Right. Maybe this is a person for me to PT with. You've just done none of that. You've just literally gone for the jugular and people don't like that. Exactly. And going back to that analogy, Pete just used there of when you're on holiday and you're walking down some near some restaurants and someone's trying to pull you into the restaurant, telling you how nice their restaurant is, but you don't know anything about them. You don't know anything about the restaurant. And it's almost like it's exactly the same. When you're on that gym floor, if you, as Pete just said, you haven't built any report, you haven't built a relationship. There's no reason why people are going to want to spend the money every single week, every single month to want to PT with you. So <clears throat> think about it in the fact that no one is going to want to do business with you unless they know something about you. And if you were going to a restaurant on holiday or in your town, how think about how you would approach that. You would one, Google it. Or two, you would get a referral from someone else. Or three, you would just do some type of research, usually. Or it would just look good on the outside. If you didn't do any research, it would look nice. It would, you wouldn't, you obviously sometimes you would, but usually you wouldn't just go into a restaurant just because someone tried to pull you in and sell you straight away, you know, and it didn't look that nice. So you've got to think about it in the fact of every single person before they become a client. You need to help them in some way, shape or form. And I know we speak about this <clears throat> a lot on the PTP podcast, but it's so valuable. And this is why we talk all the time about the conveyor belt system. What we mean by the conveyor belt system is having that proven step-by-step -step strategy, taking someone from a complete stranger in the gym so that they don't know you, you don't really know them, to then them becoming a long-term pain client. If you don't follow the first few steps, which are arguably the most important and you jump straight to the end of the conveyor belt, AKA trying to get them in for a consultation or just sell them on a block of sessions straight away without building up the value first, they're not going to become a long-term pain client and you're not going to have long, you're not going to have a big 
client base and you're not going to have people who are going to stay with you for a, a long period of time. So again, I know we speak about this a lot on the podcast, but Pete, what would you say is the best way to initially build a relationship with someone on the gym floor to become, then becoming a client to summarize? To summarize, obviously, is talking to them conversation. That's not just a one-off conversation. That's regular conversations. It's you remembering their name. It's you remembering you. If you've had a chat and you've asked them what their training goal is, you remember that. And then the next time you see them, you, you add some value to that, whether that is a workout, whether that is you, how have you got on with those exercises I gave you? You said you wanted to lose weight. I gave you this, some cardio exercises to do or some big compounds. Have you tried any? Have you got five minutes? Do you want to go down to the weight section and we'll see how you're getting on with that? Conversation and giving value and in helping people and not expecting them to just sign up with you, you know? It's about that building that relationship over time and retaining information because you're almost, it's almost like a fact finding activity. So you're, you're finding these people's names out, you're finding what they're, they're there for, what they're training, what their struggles are. And those answers, if you retain them, you're going to use them potentially and eventually in a consultation and you can, you know, sort of sell your package because obviously by the consultation, we're talking about selling them. We're not talking about selling before you've joined all those dots up, but you know, you need to retain that information to then sell to them in consultation. If they've given you all those bits and you've learned why their struggles are, what the training is, that consultation, you, you're going to laugh at it because it, it's going to be a dot because you've got all that information and then you can just sell your features of your, your package to solve those problems and to benefit the person. So I'd definitely say sort of conversation, giving value, expecting nothing in return initially. That's no burden, like Lewis said. And I know a lot of people, you might be listening to this and thinking, well, everyone says just add value, add value. What is value? Well, we spoke about this a few podcasts ago, so I'm not going to go into too much detail, but it's essentially going up to someone, creating a conversation, starting to speak to them, ask about their goals, ask about what they're currently struggling with, and then showing them some exercises which they can do in their own time, and then building on to meeting up with them again, and then providing more value, asking how it went, giving some client stories, and then that's when you can start talking about PT. But we're not selling too soon, as we say all the time. If you want a little bit more in-depth about this, you can, one, listen to some of our other podcasts, or if you want a full deep dive, you can go to the link in the description where... We have our PTP protocol or our free PT masterclass where I go into this in a lot more detail within the description. So that's the plug out of the way. Pete, do you know, how can you remember any situations when you were in the public gym and you thought, right, I need to get some clients. And do you have any situations where you try to speak to someone and they almost, I wouldn't say you got rejected, but you felt a little bit uncomfortable because you were trying to sell too soon on like in an induction or a gym class. I think obviously, especially inductions, maybe inductions at, in right back at the start when I maybe wasn't converting those sort of conversations into anything or getting them into the consultations eventually. But, you know, you were sort of told how to do an induction. Here's your little, the gym would provide you with this like generic training plan. And I think they got maybe two or three sort of follow-up, which you can see why that could be beneficial. If, if used in the right way, if not used in the right way, that's like pissing in the wind. But the idea was to get a little really rubbish 
workout. Let's say they, they could pick a few goals. It was maybe fat loss, building muscle, or getting fit. I think those were the generic titles. So they would pick that, and then they would like book on on the system for a time and day place to, to have that. And if you were on shift, you got that. And the idea is that you would take them through it. You'd maybe spend 20, 20 odd minutes with them. And then they would come back in four weeks time. So we'd do that plan for four weeks, come back and you do the second. So that in a way you can see why the gym would do that because it could help the PT because you're building a relationship, you're getting a follow-up. It's another bite of the cherry to sell yourself, isn't it? Exactly. But quite often the, the plan was just rubbish. And you'd, you maybe do that, or even in an induction, you'd show people a few workouts or a few exercises, how to, tr how to turn the treadmill on, how to turn it off, how to put them the speed up. And then you'd just be like, sort of take them on a loop of the gym and, or when you were doing the, the car, the workout plan, the rubbish one, by the end of it, you've completed it. And then you'd take them over to the PT board and you'd show them your profile and then whip out a business card and be like, well, if you're interested in PT, here you go. But the problem was that whole induction and that whole training session you'd done the, through the gym, you probably hadn't really got to know them that well, as much conversation. I mean, I always had a bit of conversation with them, but you, maybe it wasn't structured in the way it should have been. I didn't in my head have a clear, ask these questions every time. And that makes such a difference, doesn't it? Yeah. When you think back now, when we were in an induction or giving a workout, as you just said there, is you might make conversation, but what you want to do is you want to try and lead them down the path so that one, you can learn as much information about them, aka their goals, their current problems, struggles, what they'd like to achieve. And then once you know this, you can then start to tell stories about clients you've worked with or your own stories if you've gone, a, gone through a similar situation as them. And this way you one building no like and trust and you're building that relatability because one, they see you as that authority figure because they see that you've worked with people just like them, or you've been through the same experience as them. And this way you're indirectly selling PT without directly saying, this is what I offer. Sign up with me and I can help you. You're adding value by merely just telling a story and telling them what your clients have achieved. And that's the difference between building a good rapport with someone and creating conversation as opposed to just doing the induction or workout, whatever it may be, which you have to do for your gym and just going from A to B to C to D without really any point of doing it because you can't be bothered. Well, th I think exactly that in the, the fact that I did do those, those inductions or those training plans, but I didn't have a clear structure in my head at the start and didn't maybe think, right, we need to be planting the seed, asking this question doing at this point and then asking this follow-up question after, and then just relating to one of my clients, that is a structure, isn't it? And if you have that, we've talked about having a script and we're not talking about, you say this every time, don't walk around the place with a bloody A4 piece of paper with questions written on it. But this is something that you practice in your head or you practice your friends and family, these sort of questions. So it flows. So when you're doing this induction or this session, you're obviously, you've got the skills to get them to do an exercise, but then you write the two sex exercises in, I'm going to ask them what their biggest struggles are. And then you can then have a follow-up question from that. And then you could, by the end of the session, 
maybe not even mentioned about PT yet. You've maybe mentioned that you've got clients that had similar problems. So they know now, without you saying at all, my name's Pete, I'm a PT. I can, here's my price. Here's my business card. You saying, well, actually I had a client called Sarah and she had a similar problem. That is subtle enough for them to understand that you have clients and you're a PT. You don't yeah, need and that's to a say, good point, isn't it? You've told them you're a PT and you've told them you deal with clients just like them without actually directly selling what you do. I know. So that that just takes out you saying, well, are you interested in PT? Because it's way too early. Like we said at the start of the podcast, it, it's not about selling on the gym floor. It's about building a relationship, building that know, like, and trust, giving value, expecting nothing, being a slow burner. You know, having that conveyor back. So yeah, so that was the problem. So having that structure, that is what where I was going wrong, and I can clearly see that now. And I'd love to turn back time to do that because I took that structure now that I know it would have been a lot easier than in the early days anyway. Exactly. Error. And you might be sitting there thinking now, well, I want to, I want to know exactly what questions to ask. I want to get someone from being a stranger in a induction a gym class to then being a client but i don't know what to say well again if you head to the link in the description and you go to our free pt masterclass i do a full deep dive on this and if you are if you are ready to take the jump and join our ptp protocol then we have got full script templates we've got a gym floor conversation script so you know exactly what you need to say to someone on the gym floor to then getting them down that conveyor belt system we've also got a script for a consultation so you know exactly how you need to structure the consultation once you get to that point. And remember, you don't want to get to that consultation point before you know quite a bit about them anyway. If you're straight away trying to get someone in a consultation, you barely know anything about them, then you've probably skipped a bit too far ahead. But you still need some type of script and structure to your consultation because at the end of the day, that's where you're actually selling. So we do have that in our PTP protocol. So... I think we've summarized pretty much everything there about how to sell PT on the gym floor, aka don't do it. You want to build that know, like, and trust first. Add some value to every single person that you speak to. Tell stories. That's a massive thing. Be relatable to the person. Tell stories about the clients you've worked with. Tell stories about yourself, how what you've gone through. And then start to say, look, I'm going to help you a little bit. Why don't I take 10 minutes out of my day if you're free? And I'll show you how to do squats, bench press, whatever it is. And then you can then lead them down that conveyor belt. But again, we're not going to go too much into that now because we've done loads of podcasts on it and it's within our PT masks and our PTP protocol. So is there anything else you want to add, Pete? No, I think you've uh, summarized pretty well. Like that. Perfect. As I said, if you enjoy this podcast, head to the link in the description, but also do us a favor, rate the podcast, ideally five stars. If you're only like, if you're only someone who rated three stars and you don't really like this podcast, fair enough. Ideally, we'd only like you if you're rating it five stars, but we'd appreciate any rating, ideally. So thank you for listening, and we will see you in the next episode. We're closing in on 100. We're nearly at 75, so we're three quarters of the way there in the next few. We're flying now, aren't we? Flying. Call us the busy bees. Apparently. I've heard that. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to buzz off anyway. So here for one night only, guys. Hey. Do it like that. <laughs> see you in the next one. See you there, guys. Bye.